0: Hey, you guys, it's uh, Gretchen Zellick and Annie Gibbons. Hi. And we're Donuts and Pie Fitness. And today, our guest is Janice Medic, and she is co author of What Lies Beneath: The Underrealized Effects of Breast, Abdominal, and Pelvic Surgeries. She's a licensed clinical massage therapist, occupational therapy assistant, and integrative movement specialist. And her specialty is working with women post-breast, chest, abdominal, and pelvic surgery. And I have heard both um, Janice and her husband, Evan Osart speak at conferences and I am so excited that you're here today, Janice. Thanks for joining us.
1: Thank you very much, ladies, for the invite. I love getting to share.
2: Good. (laughs) Great. Um, So Janice, there's so much we want to talk to you about today. You know, your knowledge about women, the pelvic floor, the core, integrative movement, breath work, it's just so comprehensive. Um, but I think what really I want to um, hear about the most right now is why is a strong pelvic floor so important? What are the symptoms if you do have a weak pelvis, pelvic floor or core? Like what are people going to be feeling and that will make that light bulb go off that they need your knowledge?
1: Yep. I think one of the things that we always try when we're talking to people about core and pelvic floor, especially because I always want to be very respectful of my role in working with women or men in that area is making sure that I stay in my lane with my within my license all of those kind of things right being right, very yeah. respectful of other people that work in that area with women and men and so when we talk about the public floor and the core we try to because people when they think that they have something weak they automatically think they have to strengthen and there's a lot about strengthening the pelvic floor. I'm actually reviewing a product for somebody right now. And I was like, oh, I don't really know if I'm comfortable with this product for strengthening the pelvic floor. So when we talk about, when we speak specifically to our clients or when we're discussing it with other professionals, we want to tell people it's just not functioning the way it needs to. Because the pelvic floor muscles are so small. When people think about strengthening, they think I have to pull them up, I have to pull them up, I have to pull them up. And oftentimes when we've had some type of injury, if it's a chronic injury or a significant injury, Our muscles want to tighten up. And so, when people want to tighten them more, it creates more problems versus really getting it functioning the way it needs to. So, when we talk to people about what are the signs that maybe my core isn't working appropriately, because if I ask most of my clients, if I said, Hey, could you pull up your pelvic floor right now? 98% of them can easily do that. If I say, Do a Kegel type exercise, 98% of them can do that easily. If I say pull in your abs, almost 100% of the people can pull in their abs if you tell them to. So when we talk to people, we say we want to like coordinate those muscle groups together because they need to work together for them all to function well and health, healthfully. healthfully. Let's use that word. Mm-hmm. Does
2: that make sense? It does. And, you know, it just makes me think that you, you're spot on when you met, you say, well, when someone is strengthening their core, they're assuming they're doing their pelvic muscle at the same time. Mm-hmm. I know I have always thought that. I thought, I didn't know that they were functioning
1: separately. And they I, do I, function separately because they have separate roles, realize. but again, they need to work together. They, right, need to work, right. they need to work together, but sometimes they can work together, but not optimally. Right. Gotcha. Right? I might be able to feel one, but I can't feel the other. So I think I'm doing something wrong. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. So when we talk to people about what might I recognize that maybe my core, my pelvic floor isn't working correctly, you know, you could have something like incontinence and any kind of continence. If you sneeze, jump, cough, if you have even just a little bit of a dribble, that's not okay. There's something not quite right. And many of our, the people that we look up to and we use as resources in that area say that as well, that while it's common, it's not normal. So any kind of little drip is not normal. There's something that needs to, that needs to be addressed. Um, another thing that people say is, if I have low back pain, I've always been told to strengthen my core. You might want to address your core, but sometimes when we think of regular strengthening of the core type exercises, they actually create more back pain and more back problems and more disc issues and a whole plethora of other issues for people. So we always want to tell people, before we look at strength, let's look at what's causing those problems for you. So you could have something wrong with your core and have low back pain. They do definitely go together 100%. You could have pelvic pain. You could have. You could feel like your glutes aren't working the way they're supposed to. There's lots of different things that people could say that would help you as a professional or as a person experiencing things to go like something's not quite right, but who do I see to help me with that? And there's lots of different things. So when people say, I've had different types of surgeries. I will do my assessment like I normally would, discover what's going on, use the techniques that I know, have them work on them. If they don't feel a difference, I need to get them to the next best person. And sometimes if you have pelvic floor issues, a pelvic floor therapist might be the next person you need to see. I think as fitness professionals, we have lots of tools that we can use to help our clients who struggle with those areas, but we also need to be aware of the other professionals that can help them if we can't.
0: I think this is so interesting because I know so many women that just coexist with this. They just think that that's the way it's supposed to be. So it's really interesting. So can you give us an example of an exercise that could help improve the pelvic floor and maybe one that we shouldn't be doing or wouldn't be so
1: helpful? Yep. I think one we always say when we're teaching fitness professionals, we say, "What is people say? What is the best core exercise I can have my client do?" And the best core exercise you can have your client do is the one that they can do successfully and it gets the results you want. So that's why we are we always use assessments so our clients can truly feel the difference. So they're not just confusing the feeling that they're having with the actual effectiveness that they're looking for in their body. So you can feel your abs burn when you're doing ab work all day long. However, is it creating that functional response that you really want when it comes to your spine health and your pelvic floor health? And so we help our clients learn to self-assess what that feels like. So my client comes in and like, oh, my legs always feel so heavy. I am actually gonna have them do some exercises that are gonna help with their pelvic floor. Because if I always have pressure going down, things are gonna start to feel heavy. So my job is to help them lift those things up, but using a natural way to do that. And while people get a little, hmm, I do that already. If I say, hey, we're gonna work on your breathing, like I breathe all day long. Well, yes, you do, (laughs) (laughs) but with any action we do, we can do it right and we can do it wrong. And lifestyle, exercise, injury, posture, all of these things will have a huge effect on how we breathe and how we do it right, wrong, indifferent. And there's so many muscles that we use to inhale and exhale, and we can use them too much. So breathing is the number one exercise we give to all of our clients who struggle with back pain, pelvic floor pain, pelvic floor issues, feet issues. It's really where we start with people because if you're not breathing correctly, it will affect everything along the way. Wow! And
2: And so give me an example of breathing correctly, or would that be an individual assessment? Um, It is
1: an individual assessment, but we always want to think of it this way. If my diaphragm is a round muscle, like Mm -hmm. if we're looking down, down into the diaphragm, it's a round muscle that sits inside my rib cage, right? Attaches on the front, the sides, and the back of my rib cage, as well as my spine itself. But it must move three-dimensionally. It's a three-dimensional muscle. So this is the top of my diaphragm inside my rib cage. When I breathe in, it must come down. As I exhale, it must rise up. My pelvic floor should do the same thing. This, this is my pelvic floor muscles inside my pelvis. As I breathe in, they must come down together. And as I exhale, they must come up together. So if you ladies want to do this with me, it's actually kind of interesting. I do. Because so, <laughs> I'll do this with you really quickly. So while you're sitting there, I just want you to squeeze your glutes. Okay. Squeeze them like you know you can. Okay. Now, keep them squeezed and take a breath in. Where does that breath go not very far not very far now (laughs) relax your glutes kind of shake your cheeks out a little bit and now take a breath in and tell me where that breath goes into my lungs it goes into your lungs it probably goes down you might have felt it into your sits bones into your glutes yeah so we think of common things that people like to do to just look better i like to squeeze my glutes because they look smaller well they might be squeezing their glutes but they're probably not getting this motion through their pelvic floor so their pelvic floor muscles aren't being exercised the way that they should so you could do the same thing i just had somebody like this the other day go ahead and squeeze your abs in again keep them squeezed in and take a deep breath in
0: not very easy
1: no That breath doesn't go down right so all of a sudden you're breathing but you're not getting this full action between your diaphragm and your pelvic floor. You know, I'm a very visual person. That was really helpful with
2: your how you did with your hands and everything. And the and the yeah. that's really instructional. Thank
1: you. Yeah. So I mean, when we think of it, there's different cues that people will use. They might say, hey, I want you to think about lifting your pelvic floor. And oftentimes because they're such small muscles. We always use a visual, we're telling people to see how they respond first, because lots of times people can pull them up, that's not a problem, but that's not how you should go through life, having to constantly pull up your pelvic floor muscles. When they're working, they should work in coordination with your breath, because what's in between your diaphragm and your pelvic floor are all the organs of your abdomen and your pelvis. So as you breathe in, they lower down and the pelvic floor lowers in response to those organs coming down. And as you exhale, they rise back up. So it also creates this lovely, my words, lovely massage of all of your organs as well.
2: Now, I don't know about you, Gretchen, but I just thought about a dozen people that need this information. What about you? I mean, honestly, my next door neighbor right now, I can't wait to call her. She she had this (laughs) conversation and I and I did not give her, I gave her my assessment, but boy, yours is so much, makes so much more sense. I can't wait to this is share so that with cool, you. You know, this, this is so cool. I it just, is.
0: this is so, everybody needs to know about it this. It is.
2: Um, so we ask everybody this question. Mm-hmm. And so we would like to know from you
1: what your advice would be for aging enthusiastically. You know, I will tell you, I cheated a little bit on this one because I went and watched some of the interviews you did with some of the other people and I went on your website and I read your bios and I was like, I mean, I know what I want to say, but I didn't want to feel like I was copying anybody either. So I will, I'll be forthright in that. And um, I would say the number one thing, because I feel like as a kid, I had an amazing life. Nothing was wrong with my life, but I don't know if I ever felt happy, like truly happy all the time. And I think it was just my attitude. Seriously, it was my attitude. And in my early adult life, I went through something very traumatic for me. And it just sent me on a path that lightened my whole life. Like it just lightened my whole life. So I think your attitude is number one. You can always see the glass as half empty or you can always see it as half full. And anybody who knows me now is like the glass is always half full. It's probably three quarters full most of the time. <laughs> Um, And I just feel like you have, you have to be that way. Even when things feel awful, you have to always be looking for the silver lining or you can just go very quickly. So I would say number one is attitude. Number two is actively live your life, actively live your life, not somebody else's life, not trying to follow what everybody else is doing, but what feels right to you. So that's the number three and then number two and number three would be definitely the people you surround yourself with. Yeah. From That's from your clients, to your friends, to your family, to the animals in your house. Are they, are they are they bringing joy to you? Does it bring you joy to be around those people? And I'm so blessed that I can say yes. The people who go to your sessions and my family, all happy.
2: When we hear the, um, the answers to this question, I think across the board, they are similar. But I think that what I really enjoy the most is that whether you're living whether you're living a life that you're aging enthusiastically, it's always helpful to get a reminder from other people of what's in their life that's really creating some enthusiasm. And and it's just it's it's I love your answers. That's just so it's a great reminder of what else to be grateful for and and a reminder to be mindful, I I suppose.
1: What do you think? I'll tell you- I will tell you a funny story is when I was um years ago, I went into a coffee shop in our neighborhood and I would always come in smiling and they'd be like, Janice, what 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 are you on? Like, what are you on? And I haven't even had my cup of coffee yet, right? They're like, what are you on that you're always smiling? I'm like, honestly, I just think of my life as like rainbows, kittens, puppies. Like, that's where I just tend to go because those all those things make me happy. And there's lots of things in the world that can make you really unhappy if you focus on them. And I just really try to focus on those things that truly make me happy and bring joy to my life wonderful
0: i have to tell you you made my day today janice this was (laughs) so much fun and so interesting and i want to know more so what we're going to do at the end of this interview is we'll post your social media information and so everybody can learn more because i know they're going to want to um i just i thank you so much for joining us today this is so good
2: (laughs) yeah thanks for all everybody watching us and getting introduced to this whole concept i mean It's probably nothing new, but it's so, um, the way you break it down really makes sense. Um, So thank you for everybody that's joined us today to watch us. And please remember to follow us, like us, comment, and tell us how you age enthusiastically. What is your key to life? Aging enthusiastically.
0: Thanks you guys. Thank you ladies. Thank you. you. Bye. Bye.
1: This episode was brought to you by Gretchen Zellick
0: and Annie Gibbons. If you'd like to find out more, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Fitness,
1: and on our YouTube page where you can find more interviews like the one you just heard. Both of those links are available in the description. Don't forget to check out our website at DonutsApplyFitness.com. You can find the purchase link to What Lies Beneath in the description as well.